Hi, this is Pastor Philip Lin, and I'm the Senior Pastor of Skyline SIB. Welcome to the Skyline SIB podcast. We're so glad that you're taking time to tune in. Whatever you may be going through, God is with you, and we hope that this message will encourage and inspire you to draw closer to Him. Enjoy the message. I want you to know those who are 20 and feel like 60, it's when you're 60 and still think you're 20. Because <laughs> there's a, there's a, uh, I'm just going to lay that thing down there on the way. Because uh, uh, if, when you're, actually when you get to be 20, you uh, think, wow, I'm getting old already. And you think those that are 50 and 60, wow, they're really old. How many of you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> then you get to be 60, and you think, wow, life is just beginning. <laughs> life is just beginning. You know, there's a survey that was done, this was, was particularly among pastors, that your most productive years is after you're 65. Come on. <laughs> Life has just begun. <laughs> amen, amen. And so that's why whatever is going on, we need to recover wherever we are, recover our passion, recover our vision, and move forward. Because the future is now. Ah, come on. This is another exciting day in the Lord. I'm excited about what God is doing in Skyline. I'm excited about what God is doing in your life. But, Bible... Paper, pen, Samsung, Galaxy, something. Take notes. <laughs> take notes. <laughs> Don't just listen. You want something to take home, and you can read it and, and, uh, again. And those of you that are uh, relaxing at home, uh, go get something and along with your cup of coffee, all right? <laughs> and take some notes. There's a one, so one of the things I want us to understand is we know we all call by God. Yes or no? Amen. We're all called by God. And God has this sacred call. A call is a very sacred call. And he has a sacred call upon our life. But when God calls us, there's usually a confirmation. There is usually a divine encounter with God. In the same way, whenever we come to that place in Christ, to where we realize, I didn't know the Lord before. Now I've come to know him. There's that divine encounter that really shifts our life once we come to Christ. I remember whenever I was not with the Lord, I was in the marketplace doing pretty good, and, uh, and people would talk to me about going to church, and I thought, yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. Come on, how many of you remember that, those days? I'm an okay person. I'm not as bad as, so I'm okay. <laughs> But that's really not the okay place where God wants us to be, because it's not okay, right? But listen, God wants to bring that confirmation, a very serious encounter with God, that we can begin to look at our lives and realize, actually, what is happening in your life is similar to what has happened to men and women in the Old Testament. God spoke to them, and they began to follow him. There was a dynamic, immediate change in the focus of their life. If you remember Abraham... 
I don't have time to go into all the uh, backlogs on this, but uh, you remember Abraham, or Moses, David, uh, Daniel, uh, Deborah, Esther, uh, Paul in the New Testament, all of these. And if you think about their lives and really study about them, one thing that you're going to understand is this. There was a common denominator in each one of them that was a common denominator to where something happened the common denominator that sealed in their spirit that they were called by God. Two things that were in all of their lives was one was a divine encounter, and the second was a passion for the purposes of God. Where we were going our own way, doing our own thing, having our own agenda, now suddenly God aligns us with the divine purpose and his calling. These divine encounters were time when God will come and revisit you, he will refocus you, and he will re-energize you so that you can expand into your calling. And in this process, all of them had to recover something they have lost. Because when we're in the world, we have, we've, we're losing. We may be gaining in some ways, but we're losing something because we're missing out on the real purpose God has for our life. So we get maybe something, but we lose the blessing we have because we have not come into alignment with God's divine assignment. Because of these unprecedented circumstances that we've been having caused by the pandemic, the realities of the inflation, recession, global issues, all of these are impacting our jobs, our families, and our business at the same time. And naturally, if it impacts people, it impacts the church. We have uh, lost our moorings in many ways. Our sense of security has been challenged. Our vision and our commitment can fade. We can feel like we're groping in the dark because of the uncertainties that we are encountering. What should we do? What should we do? What do we need to change? Can we just wait out the storm and then it'll go by and we can start all over? We feel like we're groping in the dark, searching for a light yeah. at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. How many of you understand what I'm talking yeah. about? How many of you have been there <laughs> through all of this? That's why I want you to turn to Joel chapter 2, verse 25. Joel 2, 25 is a powerful promise because it promise says to you this, I will repay you. Hmm. Say repay. Repay. I will pray, repay you for the years. Say years. years. Not days, not weeks, years that the locust has eaten. <laughs> Come on, say hallelujah. <laughs> Whoa, I may have lost something, but God says he's going to bring it back to me. You know, there's a powerful promise that we, we've never found freedom because we're locked up in the past. We, until we find freedom in Christ, until we invite Christ into our heart, here is God's word today saying, your broken life, your broken dreams, your broken spirit can be restored. And that which you have been wandering in the wilderness, God says, whoa, I'm going to bring you back, put you on light, and the blessings I had prepared for you, I'm going to restore them and give them to you. You missed out. Look around. People are concerned about recovering from the worst pandemic, really, in our modern-day human history. Wherever there's concern for economy, for health, weather conditions, and the climate changes that are affecting everywhere, and our finances as well. Now, these are all genuine concerns, but they keep piling up and piling up until they push us into a lifestyle, a pressured 
lifestyle. A lifestyle filled with distractions, filled with concerns, and suddenly all of these things begin to subtly begin to dampen our spirit, dampen our vision, and cause us to want to just recoil from the situations because we have fear. We don't know what's out there. We don't know which way the wind is going to blow next. They become what causes us to retreat into isolation, physically or even mentally. No mental health has been a big issue now. We're trying to hide from needed changes because we're so comfortable where we are doing business the way we've always done it. So we try to hide from needing changes. Now, I don't think Skyline faced this, but many churches faced this problem. When the pandemic hit, they had no internet. No electronics, no Zoom. They didn't know where the buttons were. They didn't even know the names of them. And so they got left behind, hello? They got left behind, why? Because they feared internet. We don't fear internet. Internet is not a competitor with the cause of Christ. It is an enabler, hallelujah. It's an enabler. Yeah, some of you are sitting at home and you're watching. I feel sorry for you. You missed the dynamic of the worship service. Now, you can hear the word, but you cannot engage the word. You can hear the word, but you don't get it into your spirit like we do here as we synergize together in what God is doing and what God is saying. So all of these things can happen. They can rob us of time. It can rob us of energy needed to accomplish God's assignment for us. All of these realities can hinder us from fulfilling our calling God. They can undermine our future and our destiny. That's why when we get locked in the past, we cannot move forward into the future. But the future isn't it? When's the future? Now. Now. That's right. Sometimes we think the future is somewhere far off. Come on. It's already hit us smack on. We're right in the future. So how do we keep our passion in the midst of all this? When the devil is trying to discourage us and rip it apart and keep, keep us so totally destructed, how do we keep our passion? How can we retain, well, how can you retain your passion sitting at home in your pajamas this morning? Yeah. It's okay to drink your cup of coffee, but come on. Isolation is like removing the hot coal, come on, from off the fire. Pretty soon that hot coal becomes coal coal, all right? You, 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 you can hear the preaching, but we miss the fire. That, that worship service, come on, give the hand to the worship team. They're singing gospels. They're singing God's promises. And when you sing those songs, you don't sing them out of your head. At home, you don't sing. You just listen to them and drink coffee. You miss it. You're not getting it into your spirit. When I, I, what I sing on the mountain, I'm going to sing in the valley. Hello. It's a declaration. Come on. It's a declaration. Don't see it as just a song. It's a declaration. So we don't want to isolate ourselves. We need that cornania. We need that encouragement and that fellowship where God comes in and he desires us to experience something in him, not just know about him experientially. Don't miss it. Come on home. You guys, come on. I don't, if, you're, if you happen to be overseas, you're excused. Otherwise, okay. You see, Scripture says, don't forget to come together. (laughs) Don't neglect coming together. We go to work, we go to the market, we go to the schools, we go to, hello, we go everywhere else. So we should. Hmm. 
So how do we break through the emotions and break into God's full potential in this? I believe that God is telling us that every believer must dig deeper. Say dig deeper. We've got to get dig deeper in our spirit. We've got to learn how to hear from God, walk in the spirit every day. It's not some ooey, ooey, ooey mystical thing. It's learning how to hear the voice of God, know and recognize it is God's voice, and then being able to face the circumstances, knowing regardless of the circumstances, my God is still in control. My God is still there. My God still knows what's ahead. So we need to hear from him because God's call is going to demand both faithfulness and fruitfulness. Faithfulness and fruitfulness. Tell someone, be faithful and be fruitful. It's time for men and women in this church to rise up and walk in the power of God's calling together. Say together. Yeah. Woo, it's a couple of weeks from now. Uh, listen, 2.5 million. Come on, how many, how many believe God has more? Yeah. I want you to open your ears in the next two weeks and be hearing what God is going to say to you that you're going to say, are you sure, God? <laughs> you see, if you know it's there, you don't need faith. When you have a faith promise, you say, I don't know where it's coming from, God. You've got to supply it. And it may come in one month. It may come in six months. It may come in a year. But within that year, you say, God is going to supply. This is what faith is. It's walking into the unknown. This church has got to rise up, come back to basics, gathering together for worship and the word of God, for prayer, for fresh encounters with God's Holy Spirit. Because God's Holy Spirit is our energy. He says when his divine energy takes possession of you, hello, not just touches you and you speak in another language, which is wonderful and powerful, that builds ourselves up, but it's got to go beyond that to where when I walk in the marketplace, when I'm interacting with others, there is an anointing that I walk in every day, and I know that my God will supply. I know my God will give me the wisdom. I know my God, hello, are you with me? Now that's Holy Spirit living. He is, you're possessed. You don't have to say when a business decision comes up, well, excuse me, folks, will you let me be gone for a couple of hours? I need to go pray and I'll come back with an answer in a couple of hours or a couple of days. No. When you're in business, you've got to make decisions like this. You gotta make the, that means you, you've got to be prayed up, you've got to be filled up, yeah. you've got to be supercharged, so you're hearing from God immediately. That's why I do not want to appeal to your just your head today. Yeah. I want the Holy Spirit to appeal to your heart. I want him to touch your heart. I Amen. want him to touch your spirit yeah. because we need to cry out like Moses. God, lead me by your presence yes. because we're going in a place I've never been before. And I, we need God to go with us because you have to think of it this way. Future, who's in our future? God is already there. Hello, God is already there. And he's calling us to come into his future that he's already prepared for us. Now, it may look stormy like Peter in the boat. It may look like a big storm. It may look like a lot of obstacles. But hello, who's in my future? And Jesus says, come. Come on. (laughs) Step into the storm. Step into the storm where I am because I'm already here waiting for you in the storm. 
that unlock the miracles. It's time for us to be able to be more flexible, adaptable, and innovative. Thinking yeah. out of the box, doing things we've never done. That deals with our mindset. Are we willing to open to change? Or are we un so uncomfortable with change that we try to say, I'll wait till everything gets back? Friends, there's no back. You can, Egypt got the Israelites uh, out of Egypt. The Red Sea closed back up again. There was no going back. Our old pre-pandemic, there is no going back. The future is ahead. Yes. We've got to move forward into our future in faith, knowing that God is going to make a way when we seem to be no way. The world and the new era that we must function in is really still evolving, and we cannot wait till things seem to be settled down. All of these changes, these dynamics, are impacting our personal lives, they're impacting our businesses, they're impacting our ministries, and they'll impact our church. That's why God wants to refire our spirit. Ha <laughs> come on. That means he's going to redefine our ministries. He's going to re-empower us in a marketplace because we're going to get ahead of the curve. We're the head, not the tail. Yeah. We have to come, because, come on, this pandemic, how many of you felt like kind of the fire went down? Come on, come on. Confession, thank you. I can see some hands. I see more smiles even behind the mask. <laughs> you see, we can lose our hope. We can feel like, hey, everything is so unknown. It means we need to re-envision a positive future. That's right. Re-envision a positive future. Dare to claim God's promises in two, Joel 2.25. I will repay you. Listen to it again or look at it in your Bible. I will repay you the years the locust has eaten, the great locust, the young locust, the other locust, and the swarms of locusts, my great army that I have sent among you. Now, what I, I thought, well, why so many locusts? I mean, I've read this scripture before, but I really looked at it and said, great locusts, young locusts, other locusts, and locusts. I thought, why, why so many locusts? So I did, I did some research and study. Bible scholars say there's no exact meaning of these uh, locusts. It's uncertain what they mean. And so I, I begin to look like and say, God, now why did you say all of that? And to me, God is saying, it doesn't matter the size of your setbacks. <laughs> it doesn't matter the new number of your setbacks. It doesn't, regardless of the recession, regardless of your job, regardless of the situations you have gone through, it doesn't matter what shape or size they are. I will repay you. Hallelujah. Some say, well, mine's a big one, mine's a big one, mine's this, it's the biggest. Come on. It's not the size. It's God says, hang on, I will repay you. Claim that promise. Tell your neighbor, claim the promises that are yours. Yeah. Claim the promises that are yours. Oh, you're going to get it back. You say, I don't know how. Don't deal with the how. The how is God's problem, not ours. Because yeah. wow. he says, your ways are not my ways. My ways are not your ways. Yeah. God is saying it doesn't matter the size, regardless. No, it's not the issue of the size or the number or the kind. That's right. I will restore everything. Right. Come on. Come on. What is it you need to claim? What is it you need to claim? 
Those of you online, go online and tell your neighbor, claim it, it's yours. <laughs> you can get it back, it's yours. Come on, go online and chat with them. You see, our problems are we get caught up in the mechanics of doing the routine expected responsibilities rather than God to break through in new ways. Not always. We try to fight today's giants like we fought yesterday's giants. It's a new environment. It's a new tool that you use. We focus on immediate circumstances, economy, job market, politics. But God is saying, hey, you're focusing on the wrong thing. Get your focus back. Get your focus on the right thing. Isaiah 46 and 2, 42 and 6 says this, I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness. I will take a hold of your hand. I will keep you. I will make you to be a covenant for the people and a light to the Gentiles. Mm. Four things. God has called you. Amen. He's holding your hand, and he's going to keep you. <laughs> mm. He has made you a covenant people. But then and a light for the Gentiles. In other words, God's restoration is for a purpose. Hello. His restoration is for a purpose. He's restoring you. He's restoring the lost things for a purpose. Your testimony, you're going to be a greater light to the Gentiles than ever before. It's part of the vision of this church. Invade the marketplace. Invade schools. Yeah. Restore. Restrengthen families. Come on. Come Reaching on. out to the lost. Expanding into new territory. When? Now. Now, right? <laughs> Come on. Truck with me, okay? Yeah. Keep tracking. Keep tracking. <laughs> even as we are emerging from this pandemic, even when the future economy is uncertain, when the travel and the supply chains are filled with disruptions, it's time to come together and build. Say build. build. It's time to recover everything that we have lost and rebuild. Yeah, rebuild right. into a brighter future and a stronger future. Listen, there's no exception clauses in God's mandate. That's right. Write it down and remember it. There's no exception clause clauses in God's mandate. There's no exceptions to God's promises. However, if we're all honest, we have to admit our faith, our commitment, and our confidence has been shaken in these last two years. But it's time to come together and to, come on, come together in Jesus' name. <laughs> let's, let's come together. Overseas, you're exempt, okay? Sorry, I get you, you have to. We're not going to send you an airfare, but you're welcome to come to, to Saba. Uh, 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 come on. Uh, you know, locally, we, we need to see faith-building energy that flows in corporate worship. That synergy, that faith-building, uplifting that comes when we are corporately worshiping together. I know at the, at the beginning of the pandemic, I... I, of course, I did a lot of, I did more preaching <laughs> during the pandemic than ever before. But one of the things, when I would go to church online, I could sing with the worship team, but it was not the same. Come on, you know what, it's just not the same. That synergy that comes, we're here, we meet together, that flows into it. We need that synergy to take place. 
through the preaching of the word and the worships of song, uplifting prayer that breaks us out of our stagnant routines and we can move forward by faith. We can take the future by faith. We can step into God's promises by faith. We can begin to see things happening now that is positioning us for the greater things God has. Because we all have lost something during the pandemic. We have lost friends or family through sickness or health or death. There are all kinds of ways that we have lost something. But Joel declares God's promises, I will. Say, God will. God will. Restore. Restore. Everything I've lost. Everything. Not something, but everything. That means very quickly I want us to, to there's, I see three things we need to recover that's very essential as we move into the future. One is we need to recover our call. We need to realize it's not just a yesterday's call, it's a now call. We need to recover our call. We need to recover our faith because our faith has been shaken. Yeah. We can say we have faith, but we're still moving on, on shaky ground. Then we had to recover our commitment. That yeah. means that extra, bit, well, that, that, what time is that prayer meeting in the morning? Six o'clock. Six o'clock. Just about the time the rooster crows. So, so yeah, I have a crazy rooster in my uh, complex apartment complex in Singapore. That crazy rooster crows at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. I say, something messed up his clock. He's not on time. Anyway, we, we need to recover our, that, that's his first thing. John 15 and 16. You did not choose me, Jesus said, but I have chosen you and I have appointed you so that you will what? Bear fruit, fruit that will last so that whatsoever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. That's why I love what Pastor Philip was saying. Legacy. <laughs> we're not building for us. We're building for our children and our children's yeah, children should right. Jesus come. Right. We're building a legacy for them. Hallelujah. When God has called you, he gave you an assignment, bear fruit. Yeah. That means evangelism, friends. Amen. That means not evangelism in church, yeah. that you are a firebrand in the marketplace, in the school, That's in the right. community, wherever you are. And you have got the answer to God through you, speaking to people who are looking for hope, looking for reasons, looking for right. direction. And you have God's word. Amen. God's word in you. Your testimony of what God has done for you. You may not know how to preach, but just share your testimony of the transforming power yeah. of what God has done in your life and he's provided. God didn't promise it would be easy. Hello. It's never easy. He did not promise it would be without trials, nor it would be without testing of your faith. He just said, boldly go forward, regardless of the circumstances, because I am with you. Yeah. And when you are sure God has assigned you with a purpose, that assurance creates a passion inside of your spirit. As Pastor Rachel was saying this morning, they want to know what keeps me going. I said, God, <laughs> the Holy Spirit, because I have a passion for his purpose. I believe God has things and assignments for me to accomplish, and I am not going to stop until I get there. And that God is not going to take me home. Sorry, you're going to be stuck with me for a while. And I'm not going to take me home until I get a lot done. And the list is very long, okay? <laughs> you see, you've got to be very sure that God has assigned you a purpose. And that assurance creates a passion, hello, inside of you. A passion for God's purpose. A passion for your corporate vision or your goals in business. Why? 
because circumstances do not alter God's call. Amen. We cannot govern ourselves by circumstances, by the situations. Loss, difficulties are not to break you. They are to make you stronger yeah. so that you will be ready for the greater battles that come ahead. Something in your spirit begins to rise up and declare like Jesus did. Ah, okay, everybody stand with me quickly. Yeah. Stand. Turn to Luke chapter 14, uh, chapter 4, verse 18. Yeah. It's on the screen. For those of you who sadly do not have your Bible. All right. <laughs> Listen, here, here's what keeps you going. When Jesus stood in the temple and he began to come out, declare with me, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Go. Ah. What a purpose. Turn to your neighbor and say, you got purpose. You got purpose. Come on, you may be seated. You see, we have to get, I get up and the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Yes. Now, oh, oh, yes. Oh, oh, I got a pain here. Oh, I got a pain here. Oh, I got a pain here. I got a pain here. But the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Pain, no pain. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. You see, we've got to know how to walk in the Spirit. We've got to know how to live in the Spirit. We've got to know how to keep on keeping on because God is the enabler and strength of our life. You see, there, you see when you have this vision and passion of purpose, it overrides all of the circumstances. <laughs> Come on. It overrides, are you hearing me? It overrides all the circumstances. Yeah. Because we will get through it. Everything that looks bad, God says, wait a moment, it's, everything's going to get better. Yeah. Even when your problems don't seem to go away, because of the passion of your calling, you don't look back. Right. Come on, you don't look back. You don't give up. Yeah. Instead, you rise up in greater boldness because you know who you are. You are chosen by God. You're appointed by God. You are called by God. And you have an assignment to bear fruit for his glory. That's, right. That's not just in the church. That's also in the marketplace. Yeah. Because you are God's agent in the marketplace. Right. God needs your voice. He needs your faith. He needs your values in the marketplace. God has promised he will restore what you've lost during these troubled times. How many of you have a big one? A big restoration you need. Okay. How many of you have a medium-sized restoration you need? All right. How many of you have a small restoration you need? <laughs> what did he say? Locust, the young locust, big locust, sword locust. It doesn't matter. God says, there's nothing too hard for me. Come on. Do we believe God? Because all of these circumstances and all of these challenges will happen because God recovers your call. That passion drives you. Then you must recover your faith. Because I, have, I spoke with so many pastors during this time and the pandemic hit and their faith was shaken. Their faith was shaken. Recovery, this word recovery means to regain something lost 
or to regain something that has been taken away. And because of the shaking, our faith was in. Remember what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 13. The apostle Paul wrote to the church at Corinth saying this, be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, do everything in love. And then if you combine that with Habakkuk, Chapter 2, verse 2, the Lord says, write the vision, write your company goals, write, write your revelation from God, write it down, make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. Yeah. This is where you're going. What is your vision? Where, yeah. how, what do we get there? You see, vision and revelation imparts a message to us. When God speaks to you, you know God has spoken, and he's given you a word. He's given you that revelation. He's given you, so that experience ignites a fire in your spirit. Suddenly, nothing is impossible with God, because your faith accelerates to another level. I think I mentioned to the, in the first service, when we had, we were buying property in Singapore, and we bought four, four different properties, and I used one as an asset, and we we bought a larger one. Anyway, every time God said, buy this property, the government says, you know you can't have a church there, right? Yeah, I know what you're saying. But now, do I become discouraged because of what the government tells me? And I respect government. But now, all of those properties that we bought that the government at the time we bought it says, you cannot have a church there. You know that, right? <laughs> but all of them are churches today. <laughs> all of them are churches. Now, that's where I've got to know what God says. I've got to do what God says. I've got to step into the unknown, not knowing how, yeah. but knowing God will. Yeah. Are you, are you understanding me? So wherever you are, you've got to understand this. Your faith will be battered. Your hope will be bashed. And you will have fading in and out of your uh, certainties because there's so many uncertainties around. And faith has got to open your ears and open your spirit to hear the word of God. So you need to walk in the spirit, hear, know how to hear the voice of God, and then walk in obedience when nobody else understands you. You're not going to be on the cutting edge. There's not going to be a precedent for you. You're going to have to step into the unknown and do things without a precedent, which means you've got to walk by faith because you've never been that way before. Suddenly, God is changing you. You put these together. What does, with Paul and with Habakkuk, what is he telling us? God is still on the throne. God is still on the throne. He's still in control. If you look in the Greek, be on guard. Be on guard means to be aware. Alertness. Be aware. Be watchful. Do not be distracted. Regain your focus again. So when he was saying that being on guard is not a defensive position, but it's an offensive thing. Be on guard. Stand firm means maintain your position. Hold your ground. Hold your ground. In other words, don't look back. Don't be pushed back by the circumstances. Still maintain your forward movements. It's important when things get rough that we do not become discouraged. It's time to us to 
begin to feel shaking, but when the shaking comes, earthquake, nothing is secure for you to hang on to. The Apostle Paul is saying, when things get shaking, don't become weak. Instead, hang on to Jesus and stand firm for the best is yet to come. Be strong is to be strong and powerful beyond the average. Hello. <laughs> when I am weak, he is strong. Yeah. You see, we've got to hear Paul's uh, words in this. And don't be distracted from the purpose and the vision God has called you to. Right. Hold your ground. Keep believing. Keep claiming. Keep praying. Keep giving. Keep coming to church. Come on, all of you online. Keep coming to church. Keep praying. Because here's where the action is. That's Hello. Right. That means we have to dig down. We have to persevere. We can't let the devil steal your blessing by the delusion that things around you are too hard. You've got to be bold and have courageous faith in times of adversity. Courage to stay focused to your vision. Joshua chapter 1, over and over again, God kept telling Joshua, be strong. Be bold. Be courageous. Take boldness and courage to step into the storm. Press forward. Oh, hallelujah. I declare by faith God is able. God is able. God is able to make a way where there seemed to be no way. Whether you look at the Red Sea, there was no way God made a way. Jordan River, when it was an overflow, you couldn't do it, but God made a way. There's always God will make a way if I hang on to God and I don't hang on to my emotions, I don't hang on to my fears. Do not let fear overcome your faith. Fear will, will flood your faith and kill it. Moses had to become enveloped in a passion of knowing his calling. And it emboldened him until he could face Pharaoh, yeah. whom he had run from. Right. Moses needed courageous faith to do things he's never done before. And if you're, I am a trailblazer. I am the one who break, I'm a breakthrough, breaking through situation. Hello, what do you do out there? You know your nose is, the point of the arrow gets there first. Yeah. And so if, you, if, you, if your nose is sensitive, be careful. Because you got to have a, not just thick skin, you got to have a thick nose as well. <laughs> Maybe that's why my nose is flat. I don't know. You see, we, 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 our, his faith had to become bigger than his fears. Your faith must become bigger than your fears. That's right. Ephesians 6 and 12 says our struggle is not against flesh and blood, yeah. but against rulers and authorities and powers of the dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. So friends, your battle is a spiritual battle. Do not see it as physical. It is a spiritual battle. So we have to war in the spirit realm. Thirdly, very quickly, is recovering our commitment. Whoa, are you hearing me, guys, online? Are you hearing me? Recover your commitment to get back here in church. you got to recover it. Come on. God's new era is bringing it out to the place where we must once again have a fresh commitment to God. We love God enough to spend time in his presence. We're called for his purpose and in his vision. That's why the apostle Paul said in Philippians 3, 3 13, forgetting those things are behind. I'm straining toward, that's future, to press on toward the goal, to win the prize for which God has called me heavenly in Christ. Let me tell you, that requires a renewed mindset and a continuous commitment. Say commitment. 
Continuous commitment. Over and over. Every Sunday morning is a co co continuous commitment. Every time you get up, it's a you know, it's a to declare faith. And faith is committed for the long haul. We're not in the sprint. We're in this for the marathon. We're in it to the to the long. You may be outpacing me now, but I'll catch up and overtake you. And yeah. because I know how to pace myself in that, this means that vision becomes a reality. Demands our time. It demands our talent. It demands our finances. God is saying, will you trust me? Will you stay committed to the legacy? Even when things seem impossible, recovery is promised. Yeah. And so you must understand the times of this uncertainty. Yes, confusion is normal. Now turn to your neighbor and say, wake up, you're normal. <laughs> yeah, yellow, you're online. Yeah, you're normal. <laughs> uh -huh. Now say, everybody say, that's a relief. <laughs> yeah, we're normal now. Romans chapter 8, verse 7, what does it say? Our carnal mind is an enmity with God. Therefore, all of our old mindsets are warring against God's new possibilities. Are you with me? Come on, this is what God is calling us to chase after him in prayer. Prayer that will, can reverse the curse. Prayer invites God and sends his Holy Spirit that his Holy Spirit can touch you and you can have that fresh life-changing encounter with God. That fresh encounter that rekindles your passion to go forward. Go forward in faith. Oh, hallelujah, let me tell you. Uh, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10. After you have suffered a little while. <laughs> Say, there's life after confusion. <laughs> there's life after disappointment. After you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace who has called you to his internal glory in Christ will himself restore. Say, restore. Will restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, friends, we have such a divine encounter with God today. It's possible. It can be a total life shifting for Vara. So empowerful that the distractions of yesterday will not be there tomorrow. Suddenly, those distractions that killed your passion, you shook your faith, caused your calling to be, yes, I know, but it's in my head. Helps you will now secure the mandate to go forward into the future with stronger faith. That's why I believe God is here in this place. And God's Holy Spirit is touching you. So it's time to turn loose of that. Time to turn loose of that. He wants you to recover your calling. He wants you to build your courage. Courage to walk in obedience. It's not just at the old level, but God, there's new things in the future. I need to be ready for it. So he's experiencing, causing you to put, I don't know, let me say, push you into full dependency upon him. No more half-half. He's calling you to be committed in a recovery process. And God's here to rekindle your fire, rekindle your passion. God is here to allow the Holy Spirit to touch you to renew your commitment until there's a fresh burning in your spirit. And to those who felt like, hey, I got missed out, I was left by the wayside, God is here. He can save you, he can renew you, he can restore your business, he can touch your family, he can cause you to raise up and said, just all you have to do is say, God, here I am. 
online, you can say the same thing. God, here I am. I need hope. I need restoration. I need peace. I need deliverance. Whatever you are needing today. You don't need to pretend. It's okay to admit you struggle. But we come to that place that we're all humans. And we will go through our valley of despair. We'll go through our pit experiences. But God is saying, I'm here to walk with you through those valleys. I'm here to bring you through. And when you come out on the other end of that valley, you're going to come out stronger than when you went in. He's here and asking you, are you ready to recover? Are you ready to claim that recovery? If you are, I want you to just stand with me where you are all over the place here. Those of you online, come on church. I believe the Holy Spirit. It's time to let his passion begin to flood into your heart once again. Don't give up. God can still re bring the recovery into your spirit, into your household, into your business. Don't lose the vision and passion that God has given to you. Don't let the devil snatch away just because of the uncertainties. Right. Dare to step out and recover God's promises and visions for your life, for your business, and for this church. And those of you that are here in this service, I want to tell you right now, I, I'm, I'm inviting our pastor. Pastors, would you come? Pastors and leaders, uh, board members, would you come? And I'm inviting those of you that are here to say, listen, I want someone to pray with me, ignite my faith. I'm going to recover. I have been beaten down, but today I'm rising up and claiming it. These pastors are going to pray with you. We're going to believe for breakthrough. For those of you in the, in, that are online, we'll pray with you in just a moment. You'll have to take a corporate prayer, okay? Come in and we'll lay hands upon you next time. But we just join in and begin to say, let's pray together. But release your prayer language under the Lord right now. And then as you're praying, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you you move out and claim your recovery move out and reclaim what you have lost move out and reclaim the restoration of, of the future that God has already prepared for you just begin to step out and come very quickly come on very quickly as we're praying God is payback time confirm your word and heights confirm your promises and family come, just keep coming keep coming keep coming Coming, keep coming, keep coming. God is here. God is in the house. God is speaking to you. And this is the time for you to say, God, now, 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 now. Now is my breakthrough. Now is my breakthrough. Now is my breakthrough. Keep coming, keep coming. It doesn't matter if it's small or it's medium or it's big. God's presence is here. Baby, I'm a 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 ba
That's right, keep coming, keep coming. Our pastors are here. Thanks so much for listening. If you need prayer or want to be a part of our family, visit us at SkylineSIB.com and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at SkylineSIB. Remember, you are highly favored, greatly blessed, and deeply loved. Have a great week.